0: Well, almost two years to the day after Nielsen out protests on the mainstand Plaza, would you believe it, we back where we started. My name is Jarve, and I'm joined this week by Hammy, Cameron, Simon and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How are we doing boys? Nice, uh, nice cheery weekend. Looking forward to the podcast this evening. Hi. Uh. <laughs> well, you're joining the Broken Hearts Boo Boys at our favourite time of the season um, where everyone realises that Robbie Nielsen is a big fraud.
1: Some of us realised that before he was even a quiet manager, by
2: the way. I
0: was going to say, you can go back and listen to about episode, it was like episode two or three, when Stendel got punted for no good reason, and Nielsen was shoehorned, and Paddy, Paddy, to be fair to you, your views have remained very consistent since then. I would say, Paddy, the graffiti a <laughs>
1: I'd just like to defend myself here and say that definitely wasn't me, but I agree with the sentiment of the <laughs> Yeah, right,
0: exactly. Do you do feel like people have taken a bit too much offence to vandalising the badge?
3: I understand why, if you hold that sacred, but who's, who's spray painting that anyway?
0: What well, I find the funny l- about it. the whole vandalism thing is like, the badge, the plaza's only been there for four years, <laughs> for whatever it is. It's not like some sacred 100-year-old ground.
4: <laughs> it washed off. It was gone by this season. All right.
0: Quick um, pressure washer,
4: boom, 20 minutes, job done. That lowercase e still riles me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was deliberate. Like after the, the lower, lowercase t of two years and ten days ago. Um, aye. So every time, next time, it will be a lowercase aye. i.
3: I understand a bit more with this Brafiant one, because you're obviously doing that quick. So you're maybe mm. panicking a bit, but the the sort of handout and stickers were terrible. <laughs> well, it was a bed
0: sheet initially, eh? <laughs> uh, it was a bed sheet. Up on the scaffold, though. <laughs> Superb! I, I do love supporting hearts, but I do not <laughs> like Bobby Nielsen. Like, um, I think that spray painting must have been done like during the day. I probably not like while the club shop thing was thing. open and everything. I'm sitting <laughs> there laughing. But, probably sold the paint. <laughs> <laughs> probably I don't know without that one. Um, bye, nice, uh, nice cheery weekend. Yeah, at least we'll, we'll make light of a very shitty situation as always. Um, and Cameron, yeah. you'll 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 sit on the fences always. You'll you'll be on a Nielsen in camp. <laughs>
5: um, I've got a point of view. Good time <laughs> <a> balance board, <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: We're balanced, someone's,
5: We're balanced. Someone's, someone's got to play heel to you being the hero all the time, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, our, our normal schedule is news and then game, then talk about how much we hate Nielsen and then Jambo's <laughs> kickback. But tonight, I think we're just gonna jump straight into the into the game and then we'll talk about Nielsen because because why not? That's why we're all here, gathered here tonight. Um I d I couldn't even face watching the sports scene to watch the game back. I was that embarrassed by our performance? Um, but going into it. Simon, do you want to walk us through any changes?
3: The start at the most important part, and I'm sure Cameron will like to join in with this. The WWE has new owners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see this.
5: Right after um, Shane McMahon did the most harsh thing ever at WrestleMania last night, and injured sell ten seconds into his match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That
0: sounds very really it,
3: it was. That was exactly what I thought. <laughs> Uh, who gives a fuck out M? He... <laughs> <laughs> he went for four at the back, but I felt like the four at the back were kind of just put in and then he was like, no, let's see what you can do. Didn't feel like there was any plan there on how we would build up, how would we put pressure on, how would we press, how would we create any opportunities, no idea. Um, We lack legs, we lack spirit, we lack any sort of athleticism, it feels like you look at the player's in the squad we have on paper, we should absolutely blast that Kilmarnock team out of the water. Yeah, we should be. Agreed. But there was just nothing, and you can say the pitch is shite, this is shite, whatever. There's absolutely no excuse to play half an hour against 10 men Kelly, and not create a single chance. Mm -mm.
0: Agreed. It was absolutely appalling from start to finish. Um I, I missed I actually tuned in literally like minutes after Shanklin scored. Even I don't know how I don't even want to look at the score. I don't know how many minutes in it was. <laughs> were we the, the better side up till that point, or was it a bit of a, a fluke? Because I know we didn't have like <laughs> any shots on target basically. No, nah, it was the...
3: seven minutes. We were absolutely crap that first five minutes. They should they should have had a couple of goals before we scored. And we only <laughs> scored because they just passed it to Shanklin, maybe about five yards for the box. And he just walked into the box and Kelly just let him. And then he just took a shot and Kelly just let him. And that was I it. it was, to give him one, to give us the one bit of credit that was there all day, I thought it was a good finish. Oh, aye. Yeah. But if you're just going to let a striker at Shangland's quality just walk oh, into the box and take a shot. Yeah, like the boy completely missed kicks it and just gives him the ball. So it's, it's on a plate. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, we did fuck all. And then after that, we did fuck all. <laughs> like...
2: Yeah,
3: And we seem to do even less after
1: they went to 10 men. <laughs> I don't know how that was possible, but we did.
0: I know. I saw there was a, a picture doing the rounds of us defending a free kick, and it was like the 85th minute. We're against 10-man Kelly, a goal down, and we've got every man behind the ball.
3: <laughs> I just don't get what we were trying to do a lot of the time. And um, we've been calling for three in midfield, but they didn't none of them seem to actually want the ball or want to fight to get the ball. So it didn't work.
0: Right. It's just uh, it's just totally not working, is it? I mean the the big the big shouts after the game is people starting to realise that what we spoke about after the Aberdeen game was has Nielsen lost the dressing room? Are they not buying into his ideas and his shapes anymore? Is that where we're at?
3: It's impossible to tell, but nobody looks like they're having a good time.
1: No. It looks painful and it is painful to
0: watch as well. Yeah. And the, the thing is like like the is it the second goal where Andrew Clark properly injures himself I think coming out for I, I I don't know if it's him or if it's the medical staff. I mean the first
5: one's an absolute shocker for a keeper, um, giving away that penalty. But the the second one, if he is injured. I get that players want to soldier on, but in the position he plays in, mm. having an injured keeper out in there, you might as well have him to goal because he can't come for that ball. He just falls over. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he should have been taken off. We've, I've, we've mentioned this before. Like This needs to be taken out of players' hands as well. Uh, like you say, a player will want to stay on, but with our injury record and how we seem to treat injuries, if he feels a twinge on that plastic pitch with his hamstring and his groin, get him off. And Non-contact
0: has, as well. like yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's it. So uh, the medical, the physio, with the doctor, like, it's come out there. Has got a lot to answer for there because we've effectively <laughs> lost at least a point. Maybe have <laughs> still got beat. But...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't.
5: Need,
3: I don't need to put it at the physio's door. I'm not. <laughs> I'd wonder
5: generally, like, how easy is it for those guys running out there to? The a yeah. player holds much more stature in the club, and if they're screaming at staying on the pitch, really difficult for them to argue that. But. Something at some level needs to be done so the players understand that if they're being told they need to come off the patch. that's mm. it. Uh, yeah.
0: we'll, we'll go on to talk about um Cammy Devlin's concussion for Australia um under the news bit, but it's the exact yeah, that same was is weird there. one, eh? Uh, so, well come on tip, Patty. Camden. Um but my hearts hearts are shite. <laughs> Aye. Like the, the issue is right, so those goals we've conceded, yeah, they're individual um, errors, and you can move on from that. But it just looks like the players didn't even care. <laughs> just fucking turn around, the line up, let them just get kick off. There's just no. It looks like there's no fight at all.
1: Yeah, know, that, that's my problem. There's not. And also, when they went down to ten men, Kelly had two or three opportunities where they could have scored more goals as well. Where we oh, yeah. like we were going to create anything. That's mm-hmm. the worrying thing. Yeah, I had Aye. ten men, and they were the better team with ten men.
0: Hmm. It's just it's just absolutely. Like our defending, I know the goals you've got to to look at Clark for them, but our defending is just so bad. We spoke about at length last week about Hill and Civic barely being able to defend a cross or a corner between the two of them. It just looks like the same week after week after week. Like why why is nothing improving at this level of football? How is it you can so easily identify where issues are coming from and you're not seeing them improve? If you're if you're
5: gonna specifically talk about the defence, the one I mean the centre back pairing has been in and all season and it's it's been an issue for us. But the bit that I really don't understand is how Alex Cochran has been taken out of the team. It to me it seems absolutely insane. Because yeah, he's he was right up there for probably the player of the season for us before that.
3: Well, that's what screams to me about like I'm not I don't know if Robbie's lost the dressing room or anything that I don't want to just speculate, but The Alex Cochran situation makes me think that there is an issue there because he was playing brilliantly. Maybe a wee drop off on what he was, but not enough to be dropped. And then he gets subbed off, remember, after like 20 minutes a couple of weeks ago, and he looks absolutely fuming against Aberdeen. I think we were 2-0 down and they brought him off. Yeah. And he looks absolutely fuming. And then he's on the bench. And it just, it reeks to me that there is an issue there.
5: It does feel yeah. though. I, I kind of thought this might happen way back before, is that Kingsley would get in because Kingsley has been shoehorned into the defence whenever he's been fit. And mm-hmm. Look, but there's, there's things sticking with players and he was great for us last season, but I would say alongside McKay, he's not been the same player this year. No, no he's no, not. No, there no, be, it's, they're still being
3: picked on last year's form, Right.
0: Yeah, him and Barry McKay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> then I was trying to think for balance, genuinely. Like, how, how could you defend? <clears throat> like, the, the situation, for example, defending, and I was thinking, well, it is a, it is a massive factor that we lost Craig Halkett for this season. Um, Craig Halkett had, I think it was the the second best, you know, header in Jules one kind of stats last season. And that's a huge player to to miss out on but he went into the season injured and he got injured very, very early on. You've had the end of a summer transfer window, a January transfer window, plus all this time to adapt to the situation. And I don't think how the, can be used as a, an excuse here for how bad that's got at the back or, or any other injuries for that matter. I would use, use that as a defence.
1: like It's not organised. There's no organisation. They're all I over think, the
5: place. I think, that, I think from an organisational point of view, like or, I'd agree with you, it's not an excuse, but from an organisational point of view, we'd probably be much better at the back with Halkett there. And I think we might even be better across the park because I'd imagine he would have been captain.
0: Yeah, yeah aye. He would be,
3: aye. Yeah. I, I think that's where we miss him. We miss him the most, the communication and someone being the lead down there. You look at that back line and Rolls is probably the best centre back, but you wouldn't say he's like the like the, a big voice in that back four. No. He's mm. not eight million pounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Toby Savak, you know, he kind of peaked his confidence at the end of January after that incredible run we had. But since then it's kind of went back to the to pre-January Toby. <laughs> you know, he's not had any standout performances since what well, Easter Road are thereabouts. Yeah, no one has, so that's fine. No, there's not, um, like Kai rolls. He's neat and tidy, but he's not been. It's not felt like he's been. Bullied. No one's been winning us games. <laughs> but yeah. he's not been <laughs> winning us games or getting us points. Um, like Stephen Kingsley was statistically the worst player, the the worst outfield player for us. Um, on Saturday there, which won't shock anyone. Michael Smith, um. Isn't even making the runs anymore. <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> seems to have a penalty shot every game. Um,
3: I I think that's just symptomatic for for where we're at. Our wing backs are so important, and usually one of them is Michael Smith. Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm guessing you don't mean that as a dig at Michael Smith. No, he is our best right back.
3: Yeah, he is. But it, in terms of what we expect for our right, like a wing back that we usually play or a full back now. He's just not got the the legs in him or the ability. Absolutely.
0: No. Um, I think going into this game, one of the I mean there, there were was some positives when you looked at it going in. There was the change of shape. The four a four three three and Barry was dropped for Alan Forrest. So there was positives there. Um, Alan Forrest came in. No one had a great game, but he he was trying. <laughs> I
3: mean, yeah. what are we expecting? Just popping these players in into a new system that haven't. Started the game for fucking ages and just going right. Let's see what happens here.
5: I think that's it. Like going at the weekend, you still have to play the four-three-three because you've done this and again not an excuse, but you've done this off the back of an international break where you didn't have the whole team together to be able to work on it. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> As for our, started on that. As for our our three in midfield, like normally when you've got three in midfield. You kind of get a good feel for it quite quickly. So you, you guys are all no supporting your your Arsenal's and your Tottenham's and that. Where you've got, you know who the holding midfielder is. You know who's going to be sitting in front of a back four. And then you go, and then we've got you know a player that's spots the box, and you've got a more attacking player. But who is what <laughs> out of Keel, <laughs> Slodgrass, and Grant? I could not tell you how the fuck they played there and who was doing what.
3: Aye. But probably because they've not really played together. Yeah, but, there's, no, there's no chemistry in this team at all. But I feel like I, that all comes from the coach, all, the, all that, like, I know yeah. we're going to get into it, but all, all the instructions should be coming from the coach. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to yeah. do. Me. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe forced, did not it, kind of personnel-wise, but Q and
5: Snodgrass can't be in the same midfield.
2: No, you can't.
5: Um, As much as Hammy might hate it, I think Grant's fine in there.
0: Yeah. George Grant had the best. (laughs) George Grant was our best (laughs) player.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, at least uh, he was making plenty of dribbles and, you you know, he was driving it forward when when he could in phases, George Grant. So it felt like we never really had the ball enough to attack very often. But like, but it was just all like he was gonna have to run like Messi or Pele half the time. <laughs> it's like you're dribbling forty yards out, and you're thirty feet away from Shankland. And no one else is ahead of him. What chance you it's, got?
5: It's funny you say that. So like, you know, whenever we had the ball, we have the chance to go forward. But sixty-five percent possession. Yeah. <laughs> like we did done a lot more of the ball.
0: Uh, we did. I mean it doesn't really matter, but when you look at the first half stats, we had we had four shots, one on target, and we were lucky to get to get that goal. But we got battered off Kamana. Ten shots in the first half, three on target, and I think they were just all over us. So like they could have scored plenty. Like it could have been a high
3: Yeah, it really could have. It felt like it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. We stepped up a bit in the second half. Towards the end, Kilmarnock sat back especially. uh, Well, they sat back at 10 men because it was like, there was still like half an hour to go. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Half an hour to go with 10 men and we never got a goal back. So we ended up with 71% possession in that second half. Two shots on target through the whole whole 45 minutes. It's pathetic. (laughs) You know, and you look at our squad and you've got Lauren Shankland, who's in the Scotland team, he ripped Spain apart last week. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> vital, <laughs> vital key player to Steve Clark. You know, you've you've got players like like that. See if you if you look at the squad and you've got a fucking good team, but they're putting in performances like this in Kilmarnock and barely scraping shots together, then that's the manager that's to blame here, not well, the players.
3: This is this has happened quite a lot with Robbie Nielsen. It always falls off at the end of the season and we've got to try and find out why that is. Do, do the players get annoyed at them, so they stop buying in? Does teams become predictable and easy to play against? But every single season there's a huge fall-off with Robbie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. I don't
5: think when you say it's not on the players, I don't think that's totally true. Like <laughs> I, 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 A large element of it still needs to be on the players. Uh, going out and getting Horse yep. Just, aye. just yeah, it effort wise, I just absolutely is like even once you're on that pitch, those are the you know the eleven guys that are out there, and and not putting that effort in, and that's on them. But I, I get that there's a balance there. I
0: know, I know what you're saying. Obviously, the the players do need to take at least part of the blame, you know. But we've seen this with Nielsen many times. How tactically shambolic it's been against. Celtic and Rangers at Tyncastle, Um, the early European games, thinking back to the Zurich game where you were looking at the starting eleven, you know, you could physically see how confused they were. <laughs> they were asking each other what, what they were meant to be doing against Zurich that night. And it was a shambles until um for huge sections of that game. Um I think we all know what level Nielsen is, and I think we know. If we're to progress like the squad's going to keep, if we finish third and keep getting money, then the club's naturally going to evolve past them. Um, But the club's really got to answer now, don't they? If we're actually going to be finishing third, if he stays for the remaining eight games, what do you genuinely think?
3: Uh, I'm telling you right now, yeah, he he can finish below third and he will be going nowhere.
0: No, you're wrong.
3: No, 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 no. What has gave you any idea that Ambudge wants to move on for Robbie Nielsen?
0: Wouldn't it be up to Ambudge now? No, it
3: wouldn't. Well, you know what I mean, like that group.
0: I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, And forget about the structure because I think there's a lot of confusion about that as it is. But I think um, Joel Savage has made clear that, that this club has to be finishing third. And I think with this amount of pressure from Hearts fans, if he doesn't finish Third this season, then he's gone. I think that's a certainty.
5: I think, yeah or no, like the uh, guessing
0: you're not saying it's Joe Savage's decision because I don't think that is their setup at all. No, but I think the board would. I could very much imagine the board asking Joe Savage for his view on it. Different point. He is then. effectively
5: in charge of football. Yeah, different point then. Um, there's. I think there's still questions there as well um, around. a very, very good summer last year, um, or sort of the year we went back up. Um, but since then, has it has the recruitment been at the same level? I'm that, not so sure.
4: I had uh, I'd actually completely forgot about this summer and how, like, essentially unprepared we were for Europe with players mm-hmm. coming in and things. I, that that completely left my mind, and I, you know, I think it's a very good point. Um, I don't think we can really because
3: it, I mean I know there was there was moments where players were injured before like Boyce and Halkett were injured before the end of the the close of the window but I don't think they could be prepared for like the amount of injuries we've actually had. The squad no, is actually quite when fully fit. The
4: squad's quite deep. But even yeah. then, before that, we we really needed backup players. We knew that these things would happen, and even the likes of like Snodgrass and Xander Clark, and that were signed. Well past the cutoffs and and such mm. things, we just seemed really slow with signings in the summer and yeah. I don't and know, we were chasing
3: Mudrick for hundred million. It's going to take. <laughs> I yeah. got hijacked right at the end, so
5: it was it was <laughs> thinking back. Actually, it was the Humphreys one that got me because we almost oh yeah, Boys got injured, but we obviously needed somebody behind Boys and Shannon. Okay.
0: Because for a week week after week on the podcast, we were saying we desperately need to sign another striker like as a backup because we were playing Shanklin and Boyce and there was no one else behind them. We never signed the backup then Boyce got injured so we just brought in Humphreys on loan. Yeah. So, aye, Savage has got, Savage isn't exactly passing with flying colours he, here either Um, but you can't see he's delivered a bad squad. When you look at the squads compared to what it was like before we were demoted um, yeah. Well, it's still arguably our strongest squads for, you know, a good few years anyway. Yeah.
5: No, I was, I was, I was just going to apologise for kind of hijacking the first point. Um, but in terms of Nielsen, and I guess we were just going to go into houses on where we thought he is and what would happen. I'd, I'd probably agree with you, Jervy, and I think if he doesn't finish third, I think we would have to be questions. Um. I'd, I'm almost at the point where and this will surprise you and, and I would 100% give them the rest of the season where I'm at now but even if we finish third and I think this isn't just a results thing I think where the fan base is and where they are towards Robin Nielsen and, and vice versa I think that will become a distraction every time we lose one or two games and it's mm-hmm. not
0: healthy. Going forward. It's not a long-term way to work, is it? No, not really. This uh, was always going to happen, but the club would have knew this when they rehired they re- Nielsen, that this but, was going to
5: but, happen. But, but like, on that point, so I think Nielsen's done a great job since they came come back and picked us up in the Championship, we've been promoted, we've been to a Scottish Cup final, we've been in Europe, we are still third at the moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't believe he's lost Cameron,
1: that's it for him. There's nobody, left. there's nobody
2: left
0: yeah I mean he's definitely he's, not, he's no longer sitting on the fence he's kind of hanging off it to one side you're not hey, on the ground.
5: I was thinking about what I'd said before the two Celtic games and I don't know if I've given them some kind of kiss of death because I was full confidence um, before then <laughs> if you, if you go, go listen to it back I was very much on, on the other side of the fence but I think given where it is at Totally. If like if we don't finish third, there needs to be questions, and i think th- that would be a fair point to move on. But I think if it was third, and and I'm not saying necessarily I would get rid of them, but if it, if we finish third, I think it's still worth having that conversation. Yeah.
0: Sticking to what do we think the club will do with Nielsen, rather than what we want the, the club to do. Um, Nothing. Hammy, Hammy, Paddy, Simon, on you score, what do you use, uh, what do you use, see the next week or eight weeks looking like nothing they're nothing. not going to do anything
3: and i kind of agree with them because who do you even get in
0: don't, i don't so, think you yeah. hired anyone until the summer yeah exactly like I mean, so we'd be, one the about. we'd
3: be one of the staff that are already there
0: no, A. Smith. <laughs> all right stephen
5: Right, So if we're going to have a conversation with people losing their jobs. Stephen Naismith, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's, currently, he's currently five points behind 11th place. Broom Hill. Open, open goal, Broom Hill.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm i not interested in Stephen Naismith getting anywhere near being in charge of hearts for a game or any game. So like, I don't know where that's reading its ugly
0: head from. No, it just it genuinely feels like... I mean, and I'm not, I don't think it'll happen unless we were to get beat off St Middon, Hibs at Easter Road and Ross County at castle then Nielsen would be sacked, in my view. There's no, no one at this stage would survive that. You imagine if there was then a six or seven point gap of us in third, say, he would be 100% be gone by that point. And if he was to go along with McCulloch and Forrest, the only viable option at the club would be for Stephen Aislav to just come in and just manage us through till the end of the split. I don't think it would be anything longer term than that. Nah, probably not. Um, because the, can you imagine the riots? Can you imagine the fucking spray paint on the plaza? <laughs> if we were to well, lose like the next three games and he was still in the dugout.
3: Certainly, we've only won two of our last eight Premier League games. So mm-hmm.
0: we are strong at home, but we'll go on to that. I do. I am expect. The thing is that I'm expecting us to actually. I pro had a proper look at the fixture list, and I do still think we're going to finish third. I've decided this afternoon. I, I did the same.
5: I
4: think exactly that. the home games are are going to be our saviour. And the fact that
5: yeah. Aberdeen play Rangers the last game before the split.
3: Do they not? Uh, do they have Celtic as well? Aberdeen? No, no.
5: I th- They've got two winnable games, and then they play Rangers at Pittodrie on that that last well three games time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but we've said it so many times this season, but the game against um, Samira now at the weekend is massive. This is such a big game for the fight for third place and Robin Nielsen fighting for his job. You know, if he can motivate his team for this game against St Mirren, then he, then he doesn't deserve to be in the dugout. He has 100% lost the dressing room. If he can't right. get the boys set up for this one. I think we win the next three. Well, I think we have to. Very much hope so. If um, If Paddy Say we we do win the next three, we go on to the post-split and we win against, say, Aberdeen and Hibs, whatever. Um, Third is secured. What do you do with Nielsen at the end of the season?
1: My view hasn't changed on this since before he became our manager, so (laughs) it's not going to change now.
0: Still get rid. I would love to see the club do that. I'd like to see him still finish third. Nielsen still gets fired may bring in someone new for going forward but it's not going to happen is it that was um, a fairly well behaved take on it from everyone there surprised Um, so on that note we'll go over to Hammy now for Jumbo's kickback talk away and
4: don't talk a lot of shame so, after the cum- Kalman accumulation, there was another poll I spoke about last year, the, uh, last week. This one now has its time to go, Robbie Nielsen, at 85.68%. 44 people selected what they want them to stay, though. So, there we go. So, here's some views. It's as clear as day the players don't want you at the club as much as the support don't. That can be the only reason these players aren't trying a leg unfit disinterested lack of desire yet they all get five days abroad in dubai etc please go now and and do the right thing Mm. um another one says i just don't see how he'll survive this how long does he get though do we get a doing off hibs in a couple weeks before something is done make a call tonight hearts and give everyone a lift um Someone says, I just don't see how he... Sorry, I said that one. Anyone voting for him to stay is a Hibs fan and he should be kicked from this fine sight. No sane Hearts fan wants Nielsen to remain in this job. He has lost the dressing room. I think that was similar to perverts last week. Um, somebody says, mm-hmm. six defeats in a row. Time to go. We've not been defeated six defeats in a row. It's actually five defeats in six games but you know there you go i do hope the club at least acknowledged the complete lack of fan support in the management team if he is sadly not sacked outright an ultimatum that results must improve or something has to be done someone says we've been shite all season piss poor and underprepared for europe no consistency terrible to watch can't defend can't create chances every time we play the old form we get pitch ripped out of us it's not just him. Recruitment has been dire as well. The players we have signed this season just haven't been good enough. Keo and Grant should have improved this. They're not even good enough to play for us. I agree. Um, Kuhl and Oda are pure project sign-ins. We need established quality. It's not good enough. He is finished. The team has become a reflection of his personality. Boring and <laughs> gutless. Um, utterly clueless. No tactical new can't motivate and is a wage thief. Get out now. However, thanks for your tackle at the end against Gretna, but that would have been a disaster. So there's a nice wee point to end there. Um, and I wanted to just say some of the, the names that have been floated on kickback for his replacement. Obviously the two big ones, um, Brendan Rodgers and um, who's the other boy that just got uh, sacked? Julian Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann. Harry Potter. Uh, Tam Courts, remember him? He's been yeah. um, Naismith yeah. to the season end and then Tam bring Quartz. Neil McFarlane in. Tam Coates!
0: <laughs> D- uh, D- right. Neil, McFarlane. Neil McFarlane is a dark horse to be the next <laughs> star. That
4: Brent- Brentford B team are very uh, highly regarded. We could have Beckham at our games as well if Neil McFarlane comes up. Um, somebody says the cheap are option would be... Well, Beckham hey. Junior's in there. So, cheap option, Stephen Robinson. The harder, more unrealistic option, Claudio Ranieri. <laughs> or the, the fans' wow. favourite option, Paulo Sergio, obviously. Alessio Sorry. He's he fighting the fans at the moment. <laughs> They've lost like the last six games. Right a little in. better than Will, Will Still of Reams football manager guy oh, why would 100. you leave them to come to the <laughs> Owen Coyle anyone Owen Coyle <laughs> um, there was also I would like Derek McInnes or Callum Davidson or Malky Mackay Malky Mackay
0: I would take Derek Malky
4: McKay. Malky Mackay if uh, Malky Mackay I would never go
5: back
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, are, got I, I have agree my Hibs mate said that as well because he almost got the there. job
4: somebody says our ladies' first team coach is doing a fucking tremendous job why not get her that's Ava Oled by the way her name that's and she's doing player. a good job Um, a, a completely different game <laughs> what about Kevin Musket won the league in Japan apparently last season plays a back four consistently and worked under Ange so there's another Danny. name a wee dark horse name for you do that. Day- that's Celtic Japan.
2: That's a
4: very good point, actually. Oh There's some interesting names in there for uh, the the next the next manager.
1: The staunch brigade would love Kevin Musket, a former Rangers hero.
4: I c I didn't think anything about him.
0: You don't mind them playing for Rangers or something?
4: Ah, nah, I'm more of a Celtic man myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, how
0: quickly things change when Nielsen's in charge. <laughs> 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 and there was also Fabio Cannavaro from last week's podcast. Oh, so shit. there's some big names linked to hearts at the moment. <laughs> there is also, you said, Tommy, Robbie Nielsen's also 66 to 1. Take over at
4: Leicester. I <laughs> uh, wasn't it me. Somebody definitely said that though. Yeah. Uh, Aye.
1: Bobby Nielsen, 66, to want to take over at Leicester. <laughs> I'd probably just save your money.
0: Uh, I mean, they're welcome to have them. Like, I'll, I'll pay them £66. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Most of those names excite me. They they did fail to mention Daniel Stendhal.
5: They, right. they also failed to name Stephen Naismith, yeah.
4: thankfully.
0: No, <laughs> well, they did. The in there. I'll but be honest with, with
4: you. It, Malky in. <laughs> There's a full like, eight-page thread about Naismith taking over. Like, he's like clear favourite uh, at the moment. Just for the season, though. Uh, yeah. If Robbie Nielsen to get sacked now, not for like full-time still got bigger yeah. and better things like Ranieri and that Daniel Stendel Nobody seems to like Daniel Stendel on kickback. So shame.
0: <laughs> it's uh, he, he, was,
4: he was a bit greasy sausage. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he, was.
0: he was not so he very gorgy, was he?
5: <laughs> he was uh, also in charge of we got relegated. So
0: was in his by?
3: No, no. He we
5: we just, right. just
0: needed
3: more time. Just needed more time.
0: I would have loved to have seen the fucking Gagan Press in the Scottish Championship away yeah, to our Perfect. Well, uh, aye. thank you, Hammy. What what else can you say, really, about Robbie Nielsen? Um moving on to some news and some cheerier stuff. Uh Cameron, this'll this will please you for certain Scotland stuff. Um, but before the two games, there was some really petty shit with that John Carver character. Claiming that the Odeum is not fit for purpose, and promptly moved the squad to Glasgow. What was all that about? They've
5: been dying to get Scotland back through in Glasgow for a long time mm-hmm. now, and we've you obviously used the pitch as a reason. Maybe I mean we've got a lot of injuries, so maybe it's right. But <laughs> yeah. apparently, apparently it's is it, I don't know if we'd said it on here or, or um, we spoke about it, but apparently it's not the same pitch that the Hearts use. Yeah, uh, it's a separate Yeah, no. so
0: So um, I don't know, but I'm sure it fits an agenda. Exactly. Right. I think it's a big PR start, PR stunt for Leicester Hamden.
3: Isn't it like a five-star training facility?
0: It's like regarded as the best training facility in Europe. <laughs> the right. fucking, no bother. How Speaking is
1: that decision of, made, though? How do you decide what is the best training facility in Europe?
0: What happens? Dude, is two, guys, happens. two guys,
3: two guys, full <laughs> tattoo sleeves, fake tan. They go enjoy. <laughs> Gym, steam sauna. I tell you <laughs> if it's good or not.
5: It's
3: on, it's on channel five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the audio with Bill and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically, Patty. When you when you retire, but you still want stuff to do, you find jobs like this where you just go about like reviewing facilities. All right. <laughs> That'll be somebody's retirement job. But anyway, uh, Cameron Steve Clark was also awarded a new contract, seeing him at the helm until 2026. It was a bold move before those two games, wasn't it? I don't know if it was,
5: like really, because I don't really know if anybody wants the Scotland job. But um, <laughs> <laughs> <Robin>? <laughs> no, maybe no, genuinely, like because of the fact that we've qualified for something and we've we've done quite well, we've got a playoff again, um I think they're quite happy to invest at this point because it, it's safe, like gambling on somebody else when we had a string of struggles. it would be
3: fair to say, mm-hmm. um yeah, it probably make, you know it makes a lot of sense. I always think Clark is a limited manager, but what he's good at seems ideal for international football. Yeah. yeah I. Mm-hmm. And I remember him talking about making Hamden like a difficult place to come play, um, and he's really done that. Hamden now is the best it's been in a long time for Scotland.
0: Right. Well, it's fucking rocking over over those two games, especially the the Spain game. Um, Cyprus first. We we basically won 1-0, um, McTominay with two very late goals. I thought we played quite well, really, but well, there was quite a lot of criticism over our slow build-up and saying it was a bit boring.
3: Players just expect a lot from themselves, I think. Um, no issue there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very comfortable 3-0 victory. And uh, the Spain game, where does that rank in the best Scotland victories? Of your your lifetime or your footballing memory,
3: the only one that matches it is McFadden in Paris. Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: No, 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 no.
3: (laughs) No. Well, getting beat 2-0 at Georgia, aye. Oh,
5: the pharaoh, the pharaoh. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd still put it behind the the playoff penalty shootout win. Just because of what that was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very good game, but aye. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a moment in the yeah, flip, that was McTominay that nearly killed us that night.
3: All's well that All right. ends well. Yeah.
1: But I, we absolutely battered Spain, and Robert Rodriguez is a wee fanny, so <laughs>
2: he
0: really is. We greedy
1: fanny. It's That's an insult to shape. fannies. <laughs>
0: Spot, Rodri spoke more shite in his post-match interview than Nielsen does in his post-match <laughs> And And, uh, like, instantly, trying not to get carried away after those two victories, James McFadden straight on the radio saying that we could go, we should go and win the group.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start. Um, Don't disagree those three well. points against Spain are, are massive, I think. Obviously, Norway still still want to watch out from Spain away, but yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's
5: going to be the Georgia games. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we should be attacking this. We want to win the group, though. That that should be the mentality. Ah,
5: one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't want to have to play through those
0: playoffs because you're <laughs> going
5: to get a tough side.
0: Yeah. And then we've got two very tough games in June. It's away to Norway and away to. Home, to, no, Georgia. We're, we're home oh, to Georgia. We're home to Georgia. Home to Georgia. Apparently our record in June is like absolutely honking. We've got like a 10% win ratio or something. It's because they're all international <laughs> tournaments <laughs>
3: and we fucking they shit them. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, there will also be a hell of a lot of times where we're not at a tournament and we get to play someday as they're warm-up friendly. Brazil. Get <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Just getting absolutely scudded by good football teams. Um, Bye. It's been very cheery supporting Scotland, and oh boy, it went uh, back to reality in Ayrshire <laughs> at the weekend. Um, a few more international things. Bobby McLucky, the, the wonder kid, scored a double for Scotland under 17 versus Wales in a 4 2 defeat. <laughs> <laughs> can't, he can't single handedly win, win the games for his country. Maybe, only, maybe he can for the B team.
5: No, I was gonna say um, he must be used to that
0: playing for Naismith anyway. Be <laughs> <laughs> um there's been lots of calls to like to address the squad and inject some energy to bring in players like Bobby McLucky, Finley Pollock, chuck them in the in the lineups now. That'd be gambling, but I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a sticker in there.
3: If they're good enough.
0: Bye. That's it. shouldn't Shouldn't come down to age. Um, Other international news: So, Cammy Devlin got his first start for the Aussies in a friendly against Ecuador. (laughs) 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 He he had a head knock and was controversially allowed to play on despite uh, needing stitches, I believe. Which, so you really shouldn't see this anymore in the modern game. Um, And is now. Missing the game for us at the weekend with concussion. Did
3: he get an HIA?
0: No. Like he played, he didn't even go off. I don't like he went off and got bandaged up and went back on, I believe.
3: Right. Because you so see a lot a of players like of milking head injuries to like make sure the referee stops the game. Mm-hmm. You should just be sending them off for an HIA so they're off the field for five minutes then. Yeah. Every time, because a player will stop there eventually. And then in the verse, when a player has got a cut on his head bad enough to cause stitches, why are they not being sent for an H.I. I
0: know. Well, that's it. Why is that not an automatic thing? <clears throat> but maybe being a friendly, I'm not sure. Maybe they never had that kind of um, system in place for the game. I don't know. But it's a pretty terrible pattern. But you know, not find it, coming
3: Was it in Australia or uh, Ecuador?
0: <laughs> in Australia, not sure. No? in Australia so terrible power you know Cammy Devlin would be sitting there saying I'm fine mate but still <laughs> like we were talking about with Xander Clark you've got to be taking this out of the player's hands and like you mm. say you need stitches on your head <laughs> you'd at least need to go away and be assessed properly in a friend like him aye like what's what's, what's in <laughs> fuck's sake um last bit of international news, Liam Boyce has announced from his um his injury bed that he's gonna come out of international retirement um with the returning Michael O'Neill as manager.
5: Good luck, Tom. Thank you. will get the time off for the pool hole that he's now
2: working
0: at. <laughs> <sighs> Diane, Good for you, Liam boys. You know what? I'm gonna come out in a national retirement as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never retired.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, Paddy's still available on the phone seat. <laughs> Uh Last couple of bits and bobs. Uh, Josh Tierney's contract situation. It's crazy to think that our winger, um, who's playing as a striker, and Nielsen's, you know, go-to man for goals. Aside from all those Shanklin penalties. Eh? Uh, he's still he's still not signed the contract, and he's he's a free man to sign a pre-contract with someone else. Just it? it's quite a strange situation, eh? Eight games to go. Going to see what the market's got for him. I I think he's I think he'll be away. I think he's very much touting himself with uh, a move to English League One. I think he'll be a gone goner in the summer.
4: I seem to remember, like at the start of the season, that Janelli and Nielsen. When they were scene with each other and Janelli and uh, just Nielsen sat down a bit like he was he was probably going to be away anyway yeah well you know what Nielsen does with some certain players he seems to like call them out in the press and it's really weird but yeah I, I can't see him staying I think it's one of these ones yeah. where if he was going to stay would have signed by now like say there was you know we signed quite a few players early on in the season like Rose the five year deal and uh, things like that so
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, he'll probably be away down south somewhere. I'd imagine League One team.
0: Yeah, strange. Yeah, another player that won't be replaced. Um, <laughs> like we, I mean, we it got to the stage we were on a podcast and we 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 thought that Ginelli was gone. He was. It was pretty much in the paper saying that he was transfer listed, and then there was an injury. He came off the bench and scored, and then that was him just back in the team for the whole season. <laughs> football's mentally he's ever got the impression that he
5: really likes it here
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: No. Nah. we saw him on that night out once looked like he was enjoying himself he was wearing like a high viz mind <laughs> in my head he's wearing like a grey jumper
3: I remember being very small ah he's tincy
0: yeah tricky winger yeah <laughs> Yeah, Janelli, he'll he'll be away, guaranteed. Peter Haring was seemingly back, fully fit, fully training, and he was back for the Camanit game at the weekend. No, he wasn't. Wasn't even on the bench. What's going on there? <laughs>
5: awesome. It is a real shame because it would have been great to see Keo, Snodgrass, and Haring. Oh
3: man! <laughs> I, uh, the, the mental, like the physical combined
0: age of about 118. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. um, <clears throat> the foundation of hearts decided to tweet on April Fool's Day uh, like would you like to see another one of these one of the, the foundation tops covered in names so was just met with loads of confusion <laughs> like no wonder if the foundation were just taking the piss or not um, but apparently Gary um, Mallon on Scars Around the Funnel said that it's something that they're, they're going to be doing so there you go another big name namey top uh, I distract from good. the pish on the pitch. Right. Easy to earn a quick buck. I'll go to the club, the largest fan owned club in Britain, where the fans are not allowed, I say, in anything.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: yeah I, I'm all for a new top, just didn't make it look as crap as the other one. How <laughs> <laughs> well, would you have it? Like it? The name strip looks rubbish, man. It's always looked rubbish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's harsh. I think it's it's very gimmicky, but I quite quite like it. Just make it out
5: aye. Well, I um, didn't <laughs> they, right?
0: You're just, you're just a money old bastard. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fans aren't allowed to say and also pump all this money in, but we're still like nowhere near actually running at a profit. So relying on millions of pounds a season because it it costs us more money. To play away in Europe than it did that we actually aren't in Europe. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Hey, those private jets aren't going to fuel themselves, man. And just
0: just finally, and I promise finally, some actual positive hearts news with hearts ladies doing quality. Um, there's a massive golfing quality in the Women's Premier League. Not only have you have you got the usual Celtic and Rangers, power, you've also got Glasgow City making it a top three. And there's a 16-point gap down to Hearts in the fourth. But we have really established ourselves as the kind of fourth biggest team this season. And we are a full 11-point gap down to Hibs in fifth. So mind the fucking gap. <laughs> Sounds all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing very well. Might get a season ticket. for. might get two. One for the ladies team and one for one for the B team and just sack. I if might get
3: team. two. One for the ladies team and one for Celtic. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah. Josh. laughs> Looking ahead to Cinematon on Saturday. How do you think we're gonna win?
5: No. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> my, that's my question
0: in a bit. <laughs> Wow, oh, I forgot we're not allowed to talk about games. <laughs> um, well, despite how, how shy we are, um, our home form is still very good. We've been beat by Celtic and Rangers both like very recently. But other than one draw against Livingston in no- November, we have simply beat everyone else since the start of the season. Ten wins. So I think we've literally beat everyone in the league, apart from Celtic and Rangers and Libby. Something like that. You get it. We're we're still good at home. (laughs) Um, Our actual record against St. Mirren, we haven't lost to them at Tencastle since 2013 when John McGinn was on the score sheet and Jim Goodwin was on the wing. We had Kevin McHattie at left back. (laughs) Wow. Still better than this bloody side. Um, (laughs) On, On that note, Cameron, over to you for by yourself.
5: Oh, here we go. Do or know something? No. As bad as the weekend was, it's not the worst I've seen in scores for us on this. So, oh. um, a round up. Hearts to win. Well, that mixed across the board. Um, Hammy and Jarvis sold that. Well done, gents. Everybody else didn't get one. I set the line to a low in possession. It was over 61. Came in at 65. Wow. Um, everybody bought that other than Simon. Uh, Shanklin to score, mixed again across the board, but um, yeah, Simon, Jarvey, and Hammy, unlucky because he did. And Hart did name a full bench, um, which Simon was the only one to buy, along with Instagram. So the scores um, there are Simon on one, everybody else on two, Instagram on three. Wow. So on to St. Marin. And the question, simple, gents, it is: Hearts to win?
4: Sell. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> oh God! I'm also going to sell. Oh Jesus! I think I'm going to sell. I don't think I'm we'll what? get beat, but I think it'll be a draw. Score draw.
0: Um, I can't. I can't. I think the home form is good enough. Oh, I'm going to buy it. I mean, you just told us the
5: definitely good enough, so I'm going to buy it. If it doesn't come in, it's your fault. <laughs> um, now, uh, earlier this season, Hearts drew 1-0 with St. Mirren, and the same week, they won 1-0. So, both games with one goal for Hearts. So, the line for this one is over 1.5 Hearts goals. So Sell. Sell. Sell.
0: Sorry, I cut out there. What was the? Where are we? Who who am I? Hearts over four point five goals. Hearts over four point (laughs) five (laughs) goals. That's
5: that's that's the line. I
0: sell.
2: Okay. Over one point five goals. (laughs) Um, um,
0: I'll buy it. Oh,
5: so me and you're buying. Both of these, and everyone else is selling them all. Oh, oh, for divide this week. Um, now there was obviously a red card at the weekend, there was also one in the first meeting between Hearts and St. Mirren this season. Mm. Uh, both of them for the opposition team, and neither game we've won against 10 men. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a red card for either side in this game. So, so, I was selling it as well. Sells across the board. Bye. Oh. I actually thought you said tell it anyway, cool. And then I've chucked this one in. I don't know, I actually don't even know if he's back in the country or what his status is, but um, Devlin to return to the starting lineup. Sell. Our concussions
4: sell. last fucking ages. Uh, know, you'll, you'll not be no. until
5: next season. <laughs> <But another time. laughs> do you know what? Just for something to watch in the warm-up, I'm going to say bye. <laughs> we go.
0: The warm-up. When oh. do you turn up at two minutes to three?
5: well that might be true (laughs) there's also I don't know if you were going to mention it or if we should mention it but we do have a piece in the programme
0: oh totally Uh, forgot uh,
5: tell us uh, about that then uh, we wrote it before the Comarnock game so expect nothing up to date
3: (laughs) I I feel
2: like
3: pretty positive actually the vibe we actually well, could be published no. would probably be more appropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah, the original draft would have been more appropriate for this weekend, but...
5: The <laughs> you'd also, to you'd also really needed it. to be steaming to be able to read it, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and from what I gather, you would have been banned from Tin Castle, <laughs>
4: <laughs> It would have been a ah, great... Ah, <laughs> that was Paddy <laughs> typing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All these things may have been true.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Good Well, I think we've managed to to make light. You could probably say of a very, very shitey hearts team and situation. So thank you, boys, for your time um, tonight. Join us next week as we look back at Cinnamon and ahead to a trip to Easter Road, and uh, how Stephen Asmith and the boys will do in that one. <laughs> Um, if you're not following us on social media already you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with By sell, and don't forget to leave a generous star rating even despite how shite hearts are at the moment um, or whatever you're listening to so until next time come on the hearts we'll see you again soon <laughs>